Welcome to the Fitnatics. We're here today with Elsa Escobeda Lopez from Work On Site or At Home Ergonomic Consulting. Hi, Elsa. How are you today? Hi, Susie. I'm great. Thank you. Doing Excellent. Good. We are so happy to hear from you today. We've got a lot to cover, so let's go ahead and get started. If you can tell us a little bit about your background and area of expertise. Sure. Hi, my name is Elsa Escobeda Lopez. Like Susie said, I am an occupational therapist. I've been an occupational therapist now for 32 years, and I'm also an office ergonomic assessor. So I help people learn how to manage their lifestyle through um, modifying and adapting their environments and their specific roles. We call them your occupational role. What are you? Are you a mom? Are you a dad? Are you a student in college? Are you a uh, construction worker? Are you an office worker? Or do you work in a, a setting where you know there's different barriers, uh, things going on? Those are all your occupational roles. Of course, most of us have more than one. We might be a, a spouse you know, to our husband and help provide or pre prepare meals, et cetera. And so what, what therapy does in terms of occupational is we look at the meaningful part of your life, which is everything. How is it meaningful to you? And we help you to be uh, safe in doing it whenever something happens that disrupts that daily life routine. It could be an injury. It could be a illness, condition, disease process, anything that limits your physical and your mental capabilities. It's really important to incorporate both. Uh, so OTs really work in the holistic realm of, of therapy to help people uh, rehabilitate from anything that's happened to them, but there's several ways to go about doing it. Well, also, let me ask you, what are some of the biggest um, issues you're seeing right now in occupational therapy? I think uh, overall as healthcare providers and, and even, and especially even in OT is that what we see is that people sometimes wait too long to get the help they need. They don't know that they need us. They don't know that they need that extra help from the outside world. It could be a mental uh, situation going on where they're, they're not thinking the same way. They're not thinking straight. Maybe something's happening and maybe they checked it out and the doctor's like, well, you have something that's happening, but it's just part of aging. And, and then they brush it off and they think, oh, it's just going to be this way. But no, there's so many things we can do to change, modify, adapt, and help us to be, again, safe and more independent within those abilities that we have and to even improve some of those sometimes. So. Excellent. And you're right. I, I have heard myself and other from my clients regarding the statement, well, that's part of getting old. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just getting old and, and you know, it's going to be something that you're going to have to deal with. So very, very good to hear that, you know, in some cases, maybe not all, but in some cases, something can be done to help those situations. Yes. So let's talk about um, arthritis. Yes, definitely. Now, uh, a lot of my uh, clients do um, have arthritis, several types of arthritis. Can occupational therapy help with uh, arthritis? Yes. In fact, if you speak to any OT, they, they probably have arthritis, the A at the top of their list, because arthritis is the number one disabling uh, condition in the United States. Actually, I've got some statistics from back in 2017, uh, reported there were about 54 million people who suffer some type of arthritis. It's not just all rheumatoid, but it is arthritis. And then secondly, if you include those people that are not uh, diagnosed with a doctor, they just have joint pain and they know they're limited, but they don't go get help like the ones I was referring to. We're talking at almost 92 million people in the United States have some form of arthritis. Now, wow. for rheumatoid, yes. 
And for rheumatoid arthritis, um, we kind of look at, um, you know, the symptoms of that. And, and that's where it's a little different than your osteo and psoriatic, psoriatic, I'm sorry, I, I know how to say this word, but it just didn't come out right. Psoriatic arthritis, there's different types of, of joint um, disease. Uh, and the rheumatoid arthritis is actually one of the most debilitating because it's also very visual. People see when you have rheumatoid. They see changes in your joints. They, they might see some redness, swelling. And um, even though osteo can be very painful and does sometimes require surgery because something can be done for it, rheumatoid, there's no cure. So you have to figure out how do I live with this? How can I function? How can I be more independent and not suffer the degree of pain that people might be having? What are some of the signs and symptoms of arthritis just in general? Sure. Uh, overall, if you have a decreased ability to engage in any of your tasks because you're feeling stiffness in your joints, you're feeling, uh, of course, pain, and you notice some inflammation, you might notice your, your joints seem swollen and maybe even reddened on the ends. Mm. Um, you also may experience fatigue. And uh, some people, of course, have reported that when they had the onset of rheumatoid, they had a rheumatic fever. They had a fever that kind of invaded into those cells that provide protein and nutrients to the joints, and they started to become disrupted. So basically, in general, I just tell people, if you're feeling stiffness and you get up and you're like, oh, my back is so stiff, my knees hurt when I have to sit up and I've been sitting for a while, really, it's, it's, if it's something that's daily and it's disrupting your function, uh, those are some of the possible signs and symptoms of rheumatoid. People can actually take a blood test that shows the RH factor in the bloodstream to confirm that diagnosis. Excellent. Very good to know, Elsa. Now, with when is it going to be time to seek that professional help? Because, you know, in my field in fitness, you know, we do wake up. I Speaking for myself, I woke up today with a little, you know, pain in my right knee. And I noticed going up the stairs every now and then I feel a little pain there. So when is it time that we seek that professional help or care for that. Okay, I think what's important is to recognize that there is maybe something that is really disrupting your daily routine. I mean, is that knee or anybody's elbow just continually hurting and it's not going away? It, 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 it disrupts not only your activity of exercise, maybe the way you sleep, you have to reposition all the time. Uh, you find yourself like, oh, my joints are hurting. I'm having to warm them up all the time. So some of those physical symptoms that people notice if they're not going away, it would not be, it would be a great idea to go get it checked. Now, I believe truly in holistic medication, uh, or should I say holistic approaches of, of not only medicine, but, but wellness and all of that. So I think that if you see a physician and they are a specialist in arthritis, it's even better because then hopefully we'll look at, oh, what can you do conservatively? That's, we're not going to just go give an injection. In fact, I have to say, if you inject a joint and you look at the latest literature, you can also disrupt the integrity of that joint faster. People used to get these cortisone type injections for shoulder, elbows, you know, all kinds of joints, even the hands. And now they're looking at that that can also cause disruption of the tissue because it's something that the body is, is not something that's supposed to have in there, something to heal with swelling, but not necessarily to make it better. It's just going to maybe make it hurt worse. No one, no matter how the arthritis is there. So look at who it is that you go to. Look at a researching physician. Make sure that they're updated on the arthritis changes that are happening. Excellent information, Elsa. So what, what can we do now 
um, to either prevent or delay the onset of these types of arthritis in general? Sure. I think uh, it's important to recognize, first of all, that um, you can do something. You can modify your environment. You can adapt. Uh, when you when you give your classes, Susie, you, you give excellent modifications. You tell people, okay, if you can't do it this fast or slow down your pace or don't bend too far, just know what your limits are, first of all. That's one way that you cannot, that you can prevent from aggravating joints. Joints don't like to be aggravated. They're going to tell you, like, I overdid it, you know. I, I was stubborn. I had to run that mile extra because I just felt good, but then my body said, ouch. So you have to know your limitations, but you need to stay mobile and active, as you know. That's so important. And your nutrition, pay attention to that. Are you eating things that are harmful for your joints? Um, I've known, and I'm going to just throw this out, that red meats can be very, very uh, aggressive to joints. They, they, you know, they can be healthy with proteins and maybe low fat, but red meats can also be harmful to rheumatoid arthritis. So learn what foods and maybe a nutritionist can be helpful. I'm sure that's a great thing to discuss with a nutritionist. Um, and then just know uh, that you can delay a lot of those symptoms by doing things that minimize the stress on the joint. So as occupational therapists, I'm going to go right into what we do. Uh, we provide things like joint protection, uh, energy conservation, and work simplification. So I have this little um, handout that I um, put together that I want to share with everyone. And it basically shows how you can do different little tips and things of how you minimize that stress. This is from our American Joint Occupational Therapy Association, and they always provide really good tips to the public. So I will be happy to share that with you all. Um, and then there's ways that we uh, handle the things that we hold. Say your hands are hurting and you want to grab something. So I just grabbed something from my kitchen that I use and I love it. And some people have the automated one, but this is your little, you know, your um, bottle opener. So it's got the three mm -hmm. little things and look, the handles are, are built up. So when you add a cushioning to your grasping, you're minimizing the strain that you're putting in turning and twisting. Because when you go mm -hmm. in the direction that, um, is putting stress on those joints, you're actually causing more damage. So you want to learn different little tips of tools and things that will help you to adapt. And they're so readily available now. I'm so happy for, you know, being able to look up things and order them that we used to. Maybe the pandemic helped <laughs> because we've had to order things and not always shop for them and knew they were there. Um, these little silicone, you know, like hot plates that people use, these are excellent. I actually have one from our uh, hand center here in San Antonio. It used to work there with the hand surgeons. And it's a grasper so that when you put it on your bottle, you have a gripping part and it's non-slip. So anything that's simple like this, you can look up. I have some great resources that I've also shared um, that I'd like to, to share with the public there. Um, arthritislife.org is a wonderful resource. It, this is a colleague of mine, her name is Cheryl Crow. She is an occupational therapist who has rheumatoid arthritis. So her whole uh, passion and her niche is to educate the community about RA and how you can handle different uh, aspects of it from, you know, adapting your kitchen to a little bit of gadgets here and there to um, relaxation, rest, sleeping, all those things that we need, as you know, to balance our system. And when you have rheumatoid, it really throws you off balance because your muscles and tendons are really reacting to those joint changes. So it's important. Yeah. Well said, Elsa. I, li I really liked what you said in terms of focusing on listening to your body and what you can do. 
yeah. not necessarily so much on what you can't do, but knowing what modifications you may need to do, say when you're working or when you're cooking or yes. when you're working out. And it makes all the difference in the world because what I share with my clients is, you know, we're working out today. We want to make sure we listen to our body because we want to work out the day, the next day, the day after that, the day after that. And yes. if we don't tune in to what we need to do to make modifications or adapt, as you say, then mm -hmm. we run the risk of hurting ourselves. And as you said, further damaging joints, nerves, muscles, tissues. And it just, you know, it, it puts on a process that we don't want to go there. We don't want to right. go there. We want right. <laughs> not yes. necessary. I, I'm going to say in my years of practice, I've seen people that are very successful in listening to their body and learning to adapt. My mother-in-law had severe rheumatoid arthritis. Um, I wish I could have done more, but you know, we all feel that way because you know, I'm her family member. So they tend to, people tend to listen to me. We're not family, but she did make a few adaptations um, so that I recommended. But I noticed she would take her rest breaks. She loved being in the kitchen cooking for the grandkids. You know, grandmas love doing that. But she would take her rest breaks during the middle of the day. She'd sit down and rest her joints. And she knew that moving kept her moving, but also resting kept her going. Otherwise, she would have been exhausted and in a lot of pain. So I think that I learned from watching people that did listen to their bodies. That, you know, their, their disease is there, but we can actually improve the quality of our life but how we handle and manage our challenges right so. yes definitely Elsa well said now let me ask you Elsa who is your ideal client I would, again kind of touching on that I did I did think about this question uh, that I think is something that I would tell people this is my um, ideal client <laughs> and I think it's looking at yourself uh, when you walk into a, a, a medical facility or a healthcare or a wellness place what decision do you make about what you're going to do for you? Are you going there like, okay, help me, tell me what to do, and you do it to me, and it's going to make me all better. You'll be a genie, and you're going to fix me. And that's not that's not the case because, you know, we're not we, we want to help people, we want to educate and train people how to do things. But you have to take it to your heart and say, I want to be able. What, what's my why? To pick up my grandson to be able to pick up that baby and not hurt. So that motivation is strong when you think about your why, not because I hurt, I don't wanna hurt. Well, nobody wants to hurt, but why do you not wanna hurt? Think about the things that give you that meaning and purpose. What, do you love holding a book and does it hurt you to hold your book? Well, let's get a book holder and then you can still read, but you don't have to be straining your joints. So think about what you enjoy and love doing and your ideal patient or my ideal client or patient would be someone who just has that enthusiasm about life. I love this and I love that. Find out what those interests are of that person and work with them that way. They will be more motivated because when you hurt, you're not the nicest person. Sometimes you, you hurt, you know, you can't be yourself. And so to be the best version of yourself, I feel like we need to listen to our clients and our patients, hear what they say, and then work from those areas specifically more. And then everything else can fall in place. Wow. Wow. Yes. I love that, Elsa. I really, really do. Because you're right. I think that we have to be proactive. We have to, you know, know why we do what we do. And, um, and it, it's going to help us to motivate us through the discomfort that we feel or the appointments that we have to go to or the exercises we have to do 
um, to get to a better place where we can enjoy the things like you said that we want to do to live life to the fullest. Exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. It's an attitude. It's an attitude of, of I say an attitude of gratitude, being grateful for the opportunity to learn from someone who wants to teach you. And then mm-hmm. us being grateful for our clients and our patients to come to us and say, I need help. And I'm willing to learn and grow and, and be better at, you know, being able to do something that I want to do. So it's from both ends. Yeah. Excellent, Elsa. Now, do you offer your services um, in person or virtually? Yes. Uh, actually, for myself, um, I I have shifted a lot of my services to virtual because of our, our COVID uh, precautions pandemic. I still do on-site visits, and I can do that as well. So I'm a mobile therapist. I actually go to people's homes, and I think that's so valuable because when you go into a home, that's the person's lifeline. That's what they use to cook. That's what they use to sleep in. You know, you, you might see them in a clinic, but you just have to go home and figure it out. And so I found the value of, of seeing people that are, you know, just maybe they need a few modifications in their home. Maybe they need a few gadgets in the kitchen they didn't know about. Maybe they didn't know that there's a holder for your stove where you don't have to stir and hold the pot at the same time and you can be safe. You know, it won't slip off from under and you can use different things that will make it easier. So I I am a mobile therapist. I work uh, in patients' homes and I also can do things virtually, which is amazing because you you get better and better at it. So (laughs) (laughs) yes, you're right. (laughs) Very creative uh, with a visual and, and then people can feel that trust that you are there to help them, but you want to listen to what they need too. So I tell people, I'm not here to look at your home. They say, oh, excuse my mess. I'm not here for your home. I'm here for you. And this is your environment. If I see that something isn't safe, like a throw rug that's kind of slipping out and people don't realize it, that's a recommendation. We'll either tape it down really good or say, let's remove that because we really want to keep you from falling and you know being unsafe in your home. Excellent. Very good. Now, Elsa, I know you're a fitnatic because you've been yes. in my classes and you do cardio, you do strength, Walking, you stretch, you yeah. do it all. <laughs> so let me ask you, how do you stay fit um, sure. when I don't see you working out with me? How do you stay okay. fit? Well, I love walking. I, I love going outdoors. So we try to walk. We've been increasing our walking distance. We try to cover like the three miles every time we walk, maybe four sometimes, it depends. But basically it's getting out in the fresh air and getting the vitamin D that we need. Cause I know I, I had a little bit of lack of that because I was indoors too much with working and exercising, but, but indoors, I needed that outdoor sun too. So I love being outdoors. I love going on a hike, love going to the park with my grandson, and he's going to be six. So I, my goal is to stay fit to where I can climb those slides and climb the ladders with him. And I do as much as I can do. I, I totally, totally want to get on the floor with my baby grandchild that's five months old. It's so important. So I keep active for them and for myself, for my own long-term health. And I like to exercise. As you know, I love your classes. Um, I think that's important. And then now that the weather's warming up, if people went, I'm going to give this back to other people as well incorporate some swimming or being in the pool uh, being in the pool for a rheumatoid arthritis is excellent it takes that pressure of stress off the joint it's gravity eliminated therefore you can do a lot in the pool you can get a great workout you can do your exercises in the pool you know you mm-hmm. don't have to swim you don't have to be a swimmer you just want to be in a, a nice warm water maybe you have a pool in your backyard maybe you have a neighbor that you want to go there and swim or use use it for exercise but I I love being active and walking is one of my favorite things and I know the workouts are hard but they're really good and balance is such an important part so I work on my balance daily (laughs) because even with 
aging, even if you're healthy, it will change over time because structures in our ear canal for balance, they change and they cause little offsets sometimes. So you have to know, what do I do? Well, call your occupational therapist or call a physical therapist. All, all these therapy professionals do it for a reason. We are there about wellness and health and your uh, classes, it just, it's a complimentary thing. Like my PT might've told me that I have to work on my knee, you know, flexion. Well, take a class and you get to encourage yourself to do it. Plus you have that community support. So I love working in groups and I like, I do go walking with other people, not by myself, because I like that <laughs> conversation we can carry and, you know, catch up with each other and be in community, but also we get a better workout. You, you work out better without realizing it. <laughs> It's true. When you've got someone next to you, you're talking, you're not realizing like mm -hmm. how many miles have we walked already? Yeah. So you're right. You're and right. We even would wear our mask or we keep our distance and we're safe. You know, we really um, observe those things as well. Excellent. Now, so tell us how uh, we can reach you for your services. Sure. I actually have, a, again, a resource sheet that includes me. I have a, a email, a, a website and a phone number that I've provided. So you can reach me at those uh uh, pieces of information. Um, I don't know if you need me to announce any of those out loud. I'll be happy to. Um, and then I have links for Cheryl Crow, the lady who has the rheumatoid arthritis OT. And I also have another resource. Her name is Emily Riley. She's also an occupational therapist. I just wanted to say April is Occupational Therapy Month National. And I really uh, recognize these wonderful people that, that are part of my life. They help balance what my needs are. To help my clients, I, I also look for experts in those specific areas. So um, my information is there. Um, I can be reached by phone. It's 210-857-0317. And I have an email where people can email me or the website. Either way, however they want to connect with me is great. And I, again, I'm a mobile therapist and I also work with ergonomics. So one of the things I wanted to mention is if you have arthritis and you're working and you have to work from home, you want to make sure that your setup is Proper, that it helps support your spine, your back, where your feet are. If you have arthritis all over your body, you can imagine that can be very straining on the body day in, day out. So we talk about, should you stand? Should you sit? Where should you sit? How should you lean your elbow? Should you be putting pressure on parts of your body that can cause stress? Uh, so there's a lot of factors that overlap. And ergonomics is really what arthritis needs. It needs to be ergonomically fit for you. It has to be a handle that works for your hands. Maybe the mouse needs to be different. Some people use voice activation instead of typing to minimize the stress, you know, of, mm -hmm. of so that's how. Awesome, Elsa. Well, I'm going to tell you, we have the best occupational therapist here in town with Elsa, no doubt about that. And thank I want to thank you for your time, Elsa, and the information. And we will definitely share the handout with okay. our group, with all the resources, as well as your contact information. Awesome. Thank you very much, Elsa. Thank you, Susie. Have a great day. And, and, and I thank want to you. thank everyone. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You go ahead. <laughs> and I want to thank everyone for joining the Fanatics today. Ditto. <laughs>